Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. Hi, my name is Stan Pons. I'm the Bible teacher on Make It Clear, president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And from time to time, we break away from our normal programming when we do expository life application Bible teaching, because I want you to meet new friends of mine that really have a message that I believe could really encourage you, comfort you, maybe even with God's word, transform you to be the person you really want to be in Christ. Well, today I have a new friend that I am so excited for you to be able to meet. Her name is Nancy Stafford. Some of you might remember her because she is an actor. That's what they call them today. Been on, of course, television programs, long series, short series. She's been in films. She has done so much in that industry that we would really know her, and I hope that you have. I remember watching her on television and also watching her in a movie, and I was captivated by her skill set that she had. But what really drew me into her life was when I found out that she was a Christian, that she wanted to be able to make faith and family movies and to live a life in that what we call Hollywood scene that was unto the Lord, and maybe even planted somewhat as a missionary in a way that would bring honor and glory to the Lord. So, Nancy, welcome to our program today. Thank you, Stan. Such a delight to be with you. I so appreciate it. Well, thank you. Now, those of you that are still wondering, hmm, that name, Nancy Stafford, where have I seen this? It was on Matlock for many years as a series regular there. I have to tell you what a great actress she is. She also was uh, on the Emmy award-winning television show called St. Elsewhere's ABC Sidekicks. She also has been on The Doctors the last couple of seasons with Scandal, although she's not a scandalous lady. I want you to know this <laughs> all of that. And then, of course, a multitude of movies. We're going to talk about a new one that's coming out that you really need to know about called First Lady, which is really neat. I want her to tell us about that in just a little bit. My wife and I watched her on Heritage Falls. She's been on a number of the Hallmark holiday favorite movies and she's also got new projects that she's working on in the film industry that I hope from time to time that you'll be able to see it as they begin to be released. You want to especially be looking for those. I think that'll be really good for you to know you heard her on the radio, but you've also now uh, seen her on a a number of these programs that are coming out, especially as she's in pre-production of a feature film called Grace about a female frontier missionary in the 1800s. I love biographies, and I can't wait for that one to come out, Nancy. (laughs) Well, we're excited about that one, too. I'll keep you posted on that. (laughs) You do. You do that. But, you know, she's not only someone that would be in the film industry, but she's also an author because inside of her beats a heart of someone who wants to get out a very special message. And so she has two best-selling books. And listen to as I give them to you folks, because you may want to get a copy of each of those, read them and pass them on to others so they can be blessed. One is called The Wonder of His Love. A journey into the heart of God. You know, it's our intimacy with the Lord that fuels our outreach for the Lord. And this would be a good book, The Wonder of His Love, A Journey into the Heart of God. And the other one that's especially popular is Beauty by the Book, Seeing Yourself as God Sees You. That's Beauty by the Book, Seeing Yourself as God Sees You. I want to talk about some of those projects that you have ahead of you in just a moment, but I'd like to know a little bit more about you. I think our our listeners would especially want to know about you as a person. So maybe tell Mm -hmm. us, where were you born? Where were you reared? And then 
Uh, tell us about your faith journey, a brief version of it, but tell us about it, won't you? I'm happy to. Um, I'm a Florida girl by birth, actually a fifth, a sixth generation Floridian. We are sharing that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, incredible family. Uh, grew up in the Baptist church and began my relationship with Jesus when I was about eight years old and absolutely loved the Lord. I loved sitting in church in our little Baptist church, singing hymns and tears would just stream down my face. I just loved being in his presence and the intimacy of the Lord that I experienced really from a very early age. But I was a girl that while you'd not know this or imagine it, but um, I was very shy, quite insecure, had deep feelings. I don't know really where they came from of, of inadequacy and unworthiness. My parents were amazing, affirmed me all the time. We had a fabulous, loving family, but I was a good student. I was a good kid, but I just had this sort of sensitivity in me that really was sort of uh, a hindrance. But now in hindsight, I love how the Lord shows us with that long lens of of godly hindsight. <laughs> we understand yes. that some of the things that we find are hindrances are actually oddly gifts that he gives us for his purposes. That means I'm compassionate toward others. I have deep empathy. And I think it made me good for my profession that I have tremendous sensitivity. But growing up, it was hard. Maybe some of your listeners can relate because by the time I got into high school, I was just this good kid and I could not understand why some of the elders in church would say to me, you know, Nancy, if you could be more like this person or that person, and they'd tell me the name of the girl, you know, your parents would be so proud or you actually could become a leader. Well, I knew that the person they were referring to was meeting her boyfriend in the back of her car or had been getting drunk after youth group. And I, in my own immaturity and ignorance, I didn't know how to talk to anybody about this. Mm. So honestly, by the time I was ready to graduate from high school and go off to college, I decided, you know, I'm pretty disappointed, not with God, but with church. And I decided that when I went 500 miles away to the university of Florida, that I could just, I didn't have to be in fellowship. I didn't have to find a community of like-minded, like-hearted Christians. I could just, just me and Jesus on our own, we'll be fine. <laughs> well, you know how that turned out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> little by little by little, I started acting a whole lot more like the people that um, my guy at church was referring to. I started acting like the world. And I really drifted away from the Lord. And I had 15 years of of being a prodigal out there. Mm. I graduated from college and I kind of blossomed and I became this Florida in the Miss America pageant. And, Mm. and then kind of very much by accident, um, got into the television world. I got into commercials and modeling down in the Miami market. It wasn't anything to do with me. I got a call from an agent one day who from Miami, who said in great desperation, (laughs) she said, oh my gosh, I'm just looking for somebody who can walk and talk at the same time to come audition. Would you please just come? The Screen Actors Guild, which is my actor's professional union, was on strike. Hmm. So I only happened to do well. I got five national commercials in the course of a week, only because 
I was not a professional and I could walk and talk at the same time. So God had <laughs> laid the groundwork for me, he opened the doors and he literally pushed me through. Mm. And um, it was then that I just found that I was actually good at it. And I started doing more and more of it. I went to New York then to study acting, see if I could do this the whole time. I'm, you know, getting further and further away from the Lord. Um, and finally I was very successful in New York did a soap opera there, then moved to L.A. because I was brought out to do a new show called St. Elsewhere. The Lord just kept blessing my career. And this is important, I think, for your listeners, too. You know, God knows the end of our story. He knows what it's going to take and when we're finally going to surrender ourselves and come to him. But in the meantime, counterintuitively, I thought, in hindsight again, he just kept blessing me despite my tremendous confusion. And I was hungry spiritually. So I began really searching for God. But I thought, you know, this simple gospel of grace is too simple. There's got to be more. I got to have, I must have to do more. I have to be better. It must be about what I accomplish and what I achieve, not just what Jesus did on the cross on our behalf. There's got to be more to this. So I started reading everything, every world religion. I studied, I'm a voracious reader. I began studying Buddhism and Hinduism and Rosicrucianism and theosophy, all the metaphysics. I found it fascinating and stimulating, and it absolutely did not change me whatsoever. I, I had no peace in my life. I really had no joy, but he kept blessing my career. I also at that time had a crisis of faith. And that was that I, at 24 years old, was diagnosed with a very severe skin cancer on the side of my cheek. Here I am, a, a top model in New York, and I'm doing te Hollywood television series, kind of known for being, you know, the new hot girl in town. And here I have a two-inch purple scar running down the length of my face from this cancer. And that rocked my world. Because then I said, wait a minute, if everything I've built my perfect little world on, if all the foundation of my security and my life and everything I've put my hope and trust in is me, and it can get ripped away in a matter of moments, I need something real. I need something substantial. I need something unchanging. I need God. I really need the God of the universe. So. Um, Actually, I, and I love to plug this book. I saw an ad on TV. Maybe you remember this, Dan, back in the 80s. Do you remember when the DeMoss Foundation did their huge campaign called, with a book called Power for Living? Oh, absolutely. And they offered it. Yes, they offered yes. it as an 800 number. And yes. because I'm following the new age, of course, I want power for living in my yeah. life. Of course I do. <laughs> you know, who yeah. doesn't? So um, I ordered the book. And um, do we have time for me to just tell you the, the quick? Oh, absolutely. How how people, conversion story. Okay. We, they want to Good. hear how you really came to faith and how you had that transformation. And the fact is that the Lord even uses all that backstory because it's still his story preparing you for That's a right. greater story as you move forward. So tell us about it. That's so great. You're so right. Well, I ordered this book and it arrived the day 
that I was on my way to Hawaii to shoot an episode of the TV series Magnum P.I. You guys remember that show with Tom yes. Selleck? And um, so this book arrived and I popped it in my backpack and headed to the airport. I got to Hawaii and someone had made a mistake in production and they brought me in three days too early. Now, for the benefit of your listeners, they may not realize this never, ever happens. This is a very expensive mistake. You don't bring an actor in and have to house them for three extra days because it's just it never happens. It's a big mistake. So I, having just had skin cancer, I'm here in Hawaii, three days off. I'm not about to go sit on a beach, right, in the sun. So I just stayed in my little cool hotel room and I opened this book and God had made an appointment with me because this book was one testimony after another, after another, after another of well-known people and athletes and movie stars who had come into a relationship with Jesus. And as I read this book, I started crying my eyes out because they had what I wanted. And I realized that in, you know what? The Lord is still so real. And all of us, all of none of us, I don't think can tell our story of, of coming face to face with Jesus without it, it wrecking us. But um, I, I saw that in my great search for God, I came up empty. I just began weeping and weeping and weeping and sobbing and saying, Lord, I don't know how to find you. I thought I was going the right way. And I'm farther from you than ever before. I don't know how to get there. Mm. And suddenly, Stan, the most amazing phenomenon happened. I saw the curtain of my life go up. Mm. And I actually saw my life as it really was for the first time in years. Mm. I mean, really, I was one of the hot girls in Hollywood. (laughs) But I saw that that everything that I had been trying to do was just a false mask. And I saw my, my insecurity. I saw my compromise. I saw the poor decisions I'd made one after the other, after the other, I saw my sin and it undid me. And I just fell on my face, just sobbing and grief and repentance. And just finally, after several hours of this, I felt the Lord's blanket of his love just come over me in such a way that I've never experienced since. And he just said, no, daughter, you just come here. You just come here. I love you. I forgive you. And I just kept fighting it. I said, no, I'm too far gone. Don't you? I've used up my mercy quotient. <laughs> you wouldn't have me. I'm too filthy. And he said, no. You, I could feel the father's arms outstretched to me. And he said, no. Don't you dare try to clean yourself up first. You can't do it. You come to me. You let me clean you. You let me heal you. You let me forgive you and cleanse you. You let me wipe all that filth off of your little face. You're my daughter. Mm. Well, folks, I and want I just, to just, just listen to her heart right now. As, as Nancy is just pouring out that, that what we might call come to Jesus moment experiencing mm-hmm. His grace. And if you just happen to tune in, we're talking with Nancy Stafford, a woman that you perhaps have seen on television or movies or whatever. But she's talking about how that she really came to faith in a stronger, deeper, richer way. So continue telling us about that, the love of God that just bathed you at that moment there in that Hawaii hotel room as you were really sensing God's presence in your life, His power for living. 
Yes, his power for living. And um, it was it was like nothing I'd experienced since I'd been that little eight-year-old girl sitting in church, singing those hymns and feeling the Father's love and embrace mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. And it just, the part of what I think is so remarkable about our, our Lord and what rattled my world that on that occasion, on that day, was that God didn't come to me with condemnation. He didn't come with a pointing finger and saying, you clean up first, you get yourself straight, and then you darken the door of a church and you get in here, and these are the rules you have to follow first, and then maybe I'll say you're okay, and maybe I'll resume relationship with you. If I was truly the prodigal son, I was the prodigal daughter, and he came out just like the father did, and he saw me from a distance, and he came running toward me. And that's what he does for all of us. He initiates love. I mean, John talks about it in the word. We only love him because he first loved us. He's the initiator of everything. And I think when we really allow our minds to go to that place and understand that we have a God who loves us far beyond what we could ever imagine, that he is, we are safe in his arms that he desires relationship with us. And then he will faithfully transform us as we yield to him day by day by day. He will faithfully transform us into the image of his very own son. And that's what I experienced since then. And after three days in that hotel room, that third day is when he just showered me with this love and this complete acceptance. And I could feel myself being cleansed in his very presence. And I man, I just, I did manage to get off my face long enough the next day to shoot the Magnum episode. But I have to tell you, Stan, I, you know, I wanted to work with Tom Selleck for so long, but after three days with God, Tom was pretty anticlimactic. I yep. have to say. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's what changed my life. I came back to L.A. and prayed for a work I could be proud of and a godly man and that God would just make me his. And he has. <laughs> and we want to hear the rest of that story. And I have to tell our listeners that this is so good. And I can already think about the kind of calls and responses we're going to get from today's program that we're going to add one more program. So folks, I know you're listening right now to make it clear. My name is Stan Pons and I'm your host, but our very special guest is Nancy Stafford. And she just poured out her heart of how she really had an encounter with the Lord from a biblical point of view on God's love. And it would really be wise right now for me to pause. I think for you, the listener, that maybe God is speaking to you. Maybe you're at a point in your life that uh, you are just now sensing that you need the Lord in your life, that you're a sinner. We all are. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all done something wrong, big or little, doesn't really matter. But that God loves us because he loves the world and the world is filled with nothing but sinners. But then he proved his love to us. When Jesus went to the cross, he died there in our place, rose again from the dead. And now he offers to us his full, free, grace-filled mercy-filled forgiveness once and for all. So he's now shown his love to us. Now he offers us that, and all we have to do is to receive it. It's not like we heard from Nancy. We don't have to work ourselves up, change this, start this, promise this, promise that, stop, start, none of that. We just come to him just as we are, a sinner absolutely in need of a Savior. And remember, while faith can save us, 
Faith isn't our Savior. It's Jesus Christ. So Mm -hmm. I'd like to encourage you right now. If you haven't trusted Christ as your Savior, then why don't you do that? You can simply say, Lord, I know I've done things wrong. I know that no matter how good I am, I'll never be perfect to go to heaven. But I want to thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross, rising again, and forgiving me of all sin. And I want to have that new transformed life. And I know I can have it when I trust you and then let you take charge of my life afterwards. Not to get saved, but because I am. So, you know, we change our life. And I think Nancy could agree with this, that we change our life or we let the Lord work that life, new life out through us, uh, not to stay saved, but as a way for us to spend the rest of our life using our new life to say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Nancy, I'm excited about this. And uh, now you, did you remain in the television film industry or what happened after that? We only have a couple more minutes left to the program. So know that we're going to have another opportunity to expand on this because there are many questions I want to ask that I think our listeners would like to know about your life that only you can answer. But tell us after that, what happened? Did you stay in that world? Talk to us about that. I did. Well, I, I came back to LA and prayed because I wasn't sure, Stan, if I should. I didn't know. Um, And so I just sought the Lord, and I found a wonderful little Bible teaching church, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And right away, the Lord gave me a wonderful series for ABC and Disney called Sidekicks. It was a real sweet family show. And I had prayed, too, that if I was to stay, the Lord would give me roles that would honor him, that would not, I would not compromise in any way. That would just something that even though it was in the secular realm, it would still have virtues and values that would be glorifying to him. Mm -hmm. And, um, he wanted me here. And I will say this, um, I do believe you said this in the very beginning. Um, I really do feel and have felt my entire career since I've come back to the Lord, that I am a missionary in this place. Mm. Um, There are a number of us in the Hollywood community who are believers. Some are under the, in the closet, some are under the covers, (laughs) some are, some are not, you know, not out. Um, But there's a vibrant community of very strong believers, both in front of and behind the camera. And just like whatever your professions are, um, you know, God calls us into the marketplace so often so that we can be a, sh- a shining light and his hands and feet to a world that would never know him. So, yes, he's called me to stay here and I have been staying here mm-hmm. and um, he's allowed me to have amazing work that and I've turned down a lot of work. We can talk about that in the next segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's he's blessed my career and he, there have been lean times and there have been very big challenges. But just like all of us, whether you're in academia or in the law or in education, what, or, you know, whatever your profession is, you have to say no sometimes and you have to take a stand and it comes with a cost, but the cost is nothing. Like Paul says, it's nothing compared to the surpassing, you know, glory that's in Christ. So I met a wonderful man. Um, I, I've been I choosing hear, badly for so many about, years. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I want to hear about Larry. But unfortunately, we're running out of time for today's segment. Okay. But that's okay, because we've just whet the appetite of our listeners. And so let me just say a few more things to those that are listening. Again, we've been talking with our dear friend, Nancy Stafford. You may know more about her if you'd like to by just going to her wonderful website. It's just loaded with wonderful information about what she's doing, what she has been doing doing, her books that she's written, all of this. 
and you can find that and be sure to reach out to her. She'd love to hear from you as well. That's mm-hmm. nancystafford.com. You know that, Nancy Stafford, S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D, nancystafford.com. Go there. Now, if you also have a question, because God was speaking to you through today's program and just wanting you to talk to someone, let me encourage you to just write us at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. That's tellmemore at makeitclear.org, and we will connect with you. Let me also encourage you to be with us for the next segment that we have here with Nancy Stafford, because we're going to talk about how Christians are really taking a stand in that wonderful but needy arena of the film industry, but also more projects that Nancy is involved in. So if you have someone in your family or friends that might want to know more about the film industry and can Christians really survive and thrive in that, you're going to hear it firsthand how we can do that. And I want you to be back with us. Nancy, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Stan. It's been my honor. I've loved it. Well, God bless you. And folks, be with us next time for Make It Clear. You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Make It Clear is dedicated to taking the Word of God with clarity into every person's world. It is the support of listeners like you who make the ministry of Make It Clear possible. You can provide your tax-deductible gift to Make It Clear online by going to makeitclear.org. Or you can mail your gift to Make It Clear, P.O. Box 607-901, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Thank you for helping us Make It Clear. If you would like to have Dr. Pond speak at your church or event, please send us an email at tellmemore at makeitclear.org. Thank you, and remember to make it clear.